Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Iconic Womanhood Podcast. And yes, I am Akene, and uh, we're back again. <laughs> First of all, I know I've been a little erratic since the year started. Y'all give me grace. But going forward, after this podcast, which is going to be released on a Thursday, we will go back to our regularly scheduled Wednesday releases. Womanhood Wednesday, let's call it that. Um, so I'm making a commitment. I'm going to put some structure into my flow. Sound good? Sound good? All right. But I really just want to say thank you for hanging on in there with me for the unscheduled hiatuses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thank you for uh, coming back too, right? And sharing this podcast with so many people. It's incredible to me whenever I go uh, to different places and people say to me, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. I'm always like, just, you know, it's, it's, I don't even know. I've lost, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> it's always shocking to me. I don't know why, because I see the numbers, but um, I'm still always shocked when I meet someone and it's a delicious kind of shocking, right? So please shock me, shock me when you see me, shock me. So um, thank you again. And, and please do share the podcast if it resonates with you. If something that you've heard really connects with you, please go ahead and share it with someone and spread the word. Uh, because that's how we change the world little by little by sharing the things that make that we make meaning of right today I want to talk to you about changing your world and changing the world uh, we change the world by changing our world and as many of us continue to change our world then we create a critical mass that changes the world now of course there are other things some of us are change agents for the world and we will have missions and things that we need to do that will shift the world in different directions based on the call upon our lives that God has placed right? So some of us will have a mandate that is a global mandate. Some of us will have a mandate that is a community mandate. And still all of us have a mandate that is an individual mandate. And that is to elevate ourselves. That alone causes change. Because as you rise into your higher self, as you become who you're called to be, as you become the light, you illuminate everything around you. Now, of course, as you illuminate things around you and people around you, uh, some people will have a reaction to that. Most people will have a reaction of joy and, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I can see now. Others, having gotten used to the darkness, will find it irritating. Some would prefer to be where they are. Some will prefer to be in that place of, of less or that place of stuckness. Many people have come into a place where they have identified with that place of darkness and, and brokenness and sadness and victimhood, and they want to stay there. And we can't judge a person for that, understand that that's where they are in their journey, but we also cannot stay there and we cannot stop shining. So let's, now that we've kind of got that out of the way, let's get into what I believe we need to remember 
because for many of you, you already know this, this is just going to be a relearning. For some of you, it's going to challenge your thinking. I invite you to be open to unlearning. And some of you are going to hear some things for the first time, right? Well, that's the process of growth. That's the process of growth. So I'd want you to sit back, right? Get comfortable. I hope you brought your journal. Hope you brought your pen. Hope you're ready. Okay. Take some notes, you know, sit with it for a minute. Pause the podcast if you need to and do some reflection. But we are going to go a little deep. We're going to do some self-work. Let's do some work, some inner work, some a little coaching, if you will. Podcast coaching. Is that a thing? Okay. Let's make it a thing. All right. So Let's talk about the very first thing. And I I want to share this because this for me was the number one thing that helped me change my life. And that is the understanding that I, and I alone, am responsible for my life. No one but me is responsible. And I can only change my life if I choose to take responsibility and start from where I am. Now, on the surface, that sounds good. I think most of us would agree with that. But let's break down what that really looks like. You see, when I, uh, I remember back before Refresh, before Iconic Womanhood, see, before Iconic Womanhood is a brand that is born out of my company called Refresh with a Kine, right? And I started Refresh with a Kine unofficially in 2011, right? I didn't, I didn't uh, incorporate it even until uh, 2012, and then I didn't really launch into coaching until 2013, as such, right? I'd kind of been coaching informally, and then kind of got some started getting my mastery around 2013. So I really look at 2013 as that origin year. But 2011 was a year where the manifestation of the shift in my life started to show up. Before that time, I had been in a stuck state. I had been in a stuck state. I had gone to school, become a pharmacist, started working as a pharmacist, hated it. Hated it even in pharmacy school, by the way. Let me just be honest, right? From the minute I came, went into pharmacy school, I knew I didn't want to be a pharmacist. Hated it. Uh, I, while I enjoy chemistry and math and I'm good at all, at all of those things, uh, I, I enjoyed the process of school, but I didn't enjoy my internships as such. It was like, okay, this cannot be what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like I wasn't excited about it at all. Now I have many colleagues who are amazing pharmacists. They found meaning in it. They they connected to the work. That was part of their call. It wasn't part of my call at all. Now you see the way I work, you know, like I was stifled in that environment. It wasn't for me. I didn't fit into that environment, but I stayed. And this is something I had to, like, as I unpack some of my tendencies, right? I became a pharmacist, graduated. I didn't want to do go uh, and start working as a pharmacist, but, you know, it seemed the logical thing to do. I had uh, my siblings who were coming up after me. My mother had always had been working so hard. You know, it would be good to be able to support and help her financially, you know, so I, I did what I, I needed to do as the Ada, as the firstborn, as a responsible woman, I went to work. And uh, and I said I would work a few years, get a little money, and then I would go, you know, find my life, find my dreams. A few years really ended up being 17 years of working. In that time, 
I got married. I bought a home. I had a child. Now, there were so many facets of my life, you know, that just weren't working. I loved my daughter fiercely, of course, but I was working some long hours. I was working long hours away from her. It made it um, difficult to be the parent I wanted to be. And I was I was just tired and uninspired. I was tired in my body. I was carrying around a tremendous around amount of extra weight, uh, which was reflective of my inner state because I felt heavy, weighed down. So my physical self started to reflect my uh, inner self, right? And I'm, and that's how I show up, right? I'm one of those people that I carry. You can, you know, like you can tell my thoughts sometimes by my face when I'm not being very intentional, you know. So my inner and outer, I manifested. So it was a, a manifestation of what was going on internally. I really was angry in many ways and and maybe maybe even had some self-loathing right because i was frustrated with myself how had i let myself get into this life what you know i was just annoyed disgusted and all kinds of you name it i felt it but i also felt extremely disempowered i wouldn't have called myself disempowered in fact when you spoke to me then i i sounded good i sounded confident i i spoke well uh, you know and anger can make you feel and sound like you're 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 doing something but i was um i was stuck i blamed everyone and everything around me if it wasn't my husband at the time's fault. It was the society's fault. It was my mother's fault. It was my father's fault. It was, you know, the fact that I'm a woman. It was everything. I was externally, it was the church. It was this. I was, you know, laying blame anywhere I could, except where I needed to take responsibility. You see, the energy of blame, right, is it comes from that place of condemnation. That's why people have a hard time kind of looking at themselves because they want to blame and you're bad and it's this person and it's an it's a it's a negative energy. It doesn't really help you. It's one thing to say make an assessment and say, well, you know, this contributed to this issue. This, you know, as a result of this, this happened. You know, I recognize that this wasn't helpful. This kind of person, their behavior was not helpful, right? That's kind of like that's in that assessment conviction place versus blame and, and shame and condemnation. Those things aren't really helpful, right? So, what I needed to do and what I had to do eventually was stop blaming everyone and everything around me and outside of me and take responsibility inside of me and take a good long look at myself and the kind of person I had become and decide within myself who I wanted to be. That power, you see, this this is the thing about responsibility. When you are in a state where you are blaming everything around you, it can feel good, particularly in this social media age, because we live in an age where you can live in an echo chamber. You create a community that's an echo chamber. And so, and, and I tell you, honestly, if one has a habit of using social media as a therapist chair, which is where you go and you, you kind of pour out and you vent all the things that are happening, you will find, you know, they flock. You'll find people that will flock to you and either amplify 
you know, like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. That's terrible. You poor thing. That's awful. Right. Or, uh, and, or they will also bring their own, like, yeah, that happened to me. And oh my God, life sucks. And what we don't realize is on the one hand, it feels validating because for so many of us, when you have a practice of doing this often is because you have a, d- a deep need to be witnessed. There's power in being witnessed. There's a healing that can't come from being witnessed in your pain. Someone heard you. I see you. I hear you. Your pain is real. Sometimes that is all you need to move forward. And many of us in our lives, especially if you come from my kind of view, right, we can run the risk of this toxic positivity because for someone like myself, I process quickly and I'm ready to move on right? And I have to be mindful that everyone else is not in that same, doesn't have that same uh, way of processing. And so I have to train myself both as a, as I'm much more skilled as a practitioner. So if you're sitting with me as a coach, I'm able to witness you, right? Because I I immediately am in coach mode. Uh, in human mode, in my as a woman, I have to be mindful and train myself, right? Hey, you know, witness where they are. They need a witness. You know, can I get a witness, somebody? Now, when you live in a world where you don't feel witnessed, you can then go look for a witness. You don't necessarily know. But here's the thing. People who are sitting and amplifying are not necessarily witnessing. They're not necessarily witnessing. Witnessing is that opportunity for someone to hold space, compassionate space, loving, compassionate space, space where they can see you in your pain, but still see you in your highest self. That's important. But when you are pouring out your pain to people who are not necessarily ready, willing, or able to witness for you, what they do is they take you and they allow you to stay in your lowest state. And so they create a situation, right? Oh my God, you poor thing, which can then become addictive, right? Because if you haven't been getting the affection and the attention and the the love and, and the things that you need, the validation from the external, and if you don't know how to give it to yourself internally, that will feel like validation and you will continue to perform your pain, whether you know it or not, for the people that are listening. And this can happen in your private life too. Sometimes you continue to perform your pain for your friends, right? And you don't realize it. Like we don't realize we're doing that. I did that for so long. You just continue to perform the pain. And that, because when you are hungry for love and hungry, and you're going to be hungry for love if you don't know how to love yourself well. That's the, let, let's start there, right? You're, if you don't know how to love yourself, you will always be hungry for love. If you know how to love yourself, no matter how many people are not, are not are in your life, right? Whether you have tons of friends, whether you have, quote unquote, a lover, right? Or not, you will not be hungry for love. You won't. And so if you're hungry for love, sympathy can feel like love. And so you're just desperate for it and you don't really realize it. And so you end up without realizing doing things that prolong your suffering because in your suffering, there's sympathy. And so you don't move forward. And if you are in that state where you are hungry for sympathy, 
then you're not willing to take ownership. Anyone suggesting you take ownership will be met. <laughs> you will be angry. Some of you right now are sitting saying, oh my gosh, I know someone just like that. She, you know, she bit my head off when I suggested <laughs> that perhaps we could move to a higher state. You know, sometimes have you ever met someone who's in that victim state and they keep telling you how bad the problem is and you're thinking, well, what if we try this? And they say that won't work. What if we try that? That won't work. Nothing will work nothing, you know, and you're frustrated because you're trying to help that person move. They're not ready to move because they have a deeper need. They don't want that problem solved. Do you want to be healed? Jesus asked. Sometimes people don't want to. They've identified so strongly with the problem. They identify with that current state of suffering or, or less than they identify with it. That's how they know how to look at their lives. But when you can come to a place where you can say, I'm going to take responsibility, no matter how terrible anyone was in my life, you know, you could say that your mother was bad. You could say your father was bad. You could say your siblings are awful. You could say you, the man you married is awful. The woman you married is awful. You know, the, you know, your neighbor is terrible. Everybody is, you know, you have a terrible uh, experience of life because, you know, the world hates for me, I'm a black woman, the world hates black women. You can say all those things and they might all be true, by the way, not even taking away from your truth, but here's the core truth that one needs to connect with. No matter how true all of those statements may or may not be, the only person that can change your life is you. The only person. The only person worth taking the time to really do a full assessment of is you. I think about when uh, Jesus said, before you take out the, uh, the speck in your neighbor's eye, take out the log in your eye. You know, and so here's the way I look at that, that whenever I see something wrong in someone else, it's an opportunity. It should compel me to stop and say, okay, for me to see that in that person, I need to take a good long look at me. There's a log. If I see a speck, it means there's a log. Let me go back and find the log and take it out so I can see clearly. Now, I'm not saying this because I live, I'm walking a perfect walk, but the truth is the truth and it sets you free. If one can start to take responsibility, to look at oneself and say, okay, I need to understand myself. If I find myself, you know, if you are, let's say, in a, you got into a bad organization, the organization is terrible, it sucks, it's the worst. If you don't sit down and understand, okay, what did I miss when I signed on? If you don't sit down and understand, well, you know, how did I co-create this reality? guess what? You won't pay attention next time and you might go ahead and get hired into another toxic organization. It happens all the time with relationships. If you don't stop to process, you can say, oh, he was terrible. He was this, he was that. He was an abuser. He was a womanizer. He was, all of those things may be true again, but if you don't stop and take a good long look at yourself and say, yes, it is hard to hear. And it feels like victim blaming when you hear the word, the phrase, it takes two to tango, but please understand I'm not about blaming anyone. Anyone. I have been, I've been in a tango or two. Okay. And I know that I know that I know that if you don't stop looking at the other person and start looking at yourself, you will disempower yourself and you won't be able to change your own life. 
You could sit, you could, you know, hold a press conference and tell everybody how terrible the other person is. You could break down, you could write a full dissertation on how awful they are. It wouldn't change a thing about your life. But if you take that energy and turn it inwards and say, let me take a look at myself. Self. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do some, let's look for the logs. Let's do the inner work. Let's figure out what's going on. How did I get here in the first place? No one dragged me here. I'm here. So how did I get here? What, what is this, this, you know, experience teaching me? What lessons have I learned? from this experience. I take full responsibility for my life. I want you to think about that and ask yourself, are there areas of your life that you're not taking full responsibility for? Are there areas of your life that you have outsourced that responsibility? Areas of your life that you are laying blame and by in, in so doing, giving away your power? draining yourself of that energy of transformation. So it's time to call your power back. And you do that by taking ownership of your life and yourself. Let's look at another truth. Another truth says, by God's grace, I have access to all that is necessary for me to be successful. This is uh, something I carry within me and I tell myself all the time. Before I didn't believe it. Again, these are transformational things that help me change my life and I want to help you change your life. And many of us don't believe it. We believe that ah, if only I was born in a different family, if only I had the right network, if only I could connect to the right people, if only I had more money, if only I looked, if I was white or black or, or you know, a woman or a man, or if only I was younger, if only I, I was, uh, you know, from a different country. We keep thinking that it's because of what we don't have that we're not where we want to be. But what if you started to understand that the exact experience you have is actually what you need to create the success that you desire? When I stopped thinking that I didn't have what I needed and started thinking that, wait a minute, every single thing about me allows me to actually be more successful. Wow. Let me explain. I remember thinking at the beginning of when I felt, felt the call, who would listen to me? I'm overweight. I'm not, you know, I just didn't have this idea of myself as being aspirational in any way, shape or form. Right. But when I sat down and, and said, well, actually, hold on a second. This actually makes me not only relatable, but it helps me have deep empathy because I didn't come from a particular path of, uh, you know, a silver spoon, for example, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that quote unquote privileged type of, I had some privilege. Yes, true. To be fair, I didn't come from a poor background, but I had some privilege, but I didn't have that, you know, that sort of princess sort of experience. I didn't come from, you know, I've struggled with weight uh, my life, my whole life, I was always called chubby and, and I had my self-esteem issues as a young girl. And 
that actually qualifies me. That actually gives me understanding. It helps me be a much better coach, right? It helps me. Not I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about me. It helps me have a deeper understanding and a deeper connection. It helps me connect to certain people who are looking for someone like me. I have what I need. I have. It's inside of me to be successful. If I can just use that, tap into it, tap into my creativity. I, I see the world in a particular way. You know, even my my pension for both the ratchet and the bougie, right? That is for me a unique way I bring it together. That is what is going to help me be more successful. If we can begin to understand that we have everything that we need inside of us, and then we have access through we we can everything we need, we already have. We just need to open our eyes to see it. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? Perception is different from sight. So even right now, what if you took a minute and thought about all the things that you thought were lack and looked at them as gain? All the things you think are shortcomings, take a minute and ask yourself, what if these are positioning tools for my highest level of success. You have everything you need. Let me give you another truth to change your life. My yesterday does not determine my tomorrow. No matter where I'm starting from, with clarity, courage, and confidence, coupled with divine understanding and alignment, (laughs) I can be all God says I am. I can manifest my destiny. My yesterday does not determine my tomorrow. Actually, I want you to look at that in two ways. My yesterday does not determine my tomorrow and my yesterday adds value to my tomorrow. Just because I started out one way doesn't mean I'm going to be in that way. So I'm never going to look at my backstory with shame. You can't shame me with my backstory. You cannot. And I'm talking about a backstory of even yesterday. I may have failed yesterday. You saw me fail. You may have seen me melt down. You may have seen me break down. You can't shame me with that breakdown because guess what? That breakdown is going to lead to my breakthrough tomorrow. Okay, wait a minute. Did anyone get that little preaching moment there? (laughs) My breakdown is going to lead to my breakthrough tomorrow. That anxiety and depression that you struggle through, that uh, self-harm behavior that you had at some point, that being poor with money and not being able to handle your money, that time you filed for bankruptcy, that time your credit was bad. That time you were in a bad relationship, you found yourself in a messed up relationship. That time you made some bad choices, okay? Tell me you don't want to talk about. Those things that you've hidden, you know, that you can't even tell your journal, your diary. You're like, dear diary, I can't tell you this. All of those things do not determine where you're going to be tomorrow. And guess what? They add value to it. That is your prologue. Have you ever heard the prologue, read the prologue of a, a novel? 
I remember when I first started, you know, reading novels when I was what, 12 years old, 11 years old, reading adult novels at the time, because my father read so much. I'm a reader like him because of him, because he has books upon books upon books, right? And I started reading, and I remember the first time I understood what a prologue was and an epilogue. Your prologue, the prologue gives context to the story. So, because when you read the prologue and then you understand the person's story, you're like, ah, well, ha, ha. It gives it gives you an, a deeper understanding, a deeper appreciation for the story. So, no matter where you were yesterday, it's your prologue. And if you go back into the prologue, it sometimes gives you gives you clues to understand. Oh, this is how this person came here. I believe every single thing in life is going to come together. All things work together for good, for my good, for your good. But you have to determine that. You have to determine that. So I want to give you these three things to sit with and begin to do some introspection. Break down the ideologies that are holding you back, kind of pull them down, break them down. Understand where they came from. Understand why you think this way. If you want a tool to really do that inner work, to go deeper with this, because all that I'm talking about here, we go deeper in the self-mastery module. And you have a whole workbook. And I tell you, when I tell you the kinds of messages I get from people who are going through the program, it's always amazing to me when I when I hear this. You know, people tell me how much they have been blessed by it. And the awarenesses that they're getting. And these are women, some women in their 30s, some in their 50s. We've had... PhDs, we've had theolo—you know ministers, pastors go through this work and be like, wow, this opportunity to do this unpacking is so rich. I now understand. I now understand. I now understand. There is nothing like that statement. I now understand because the minute you understand, you can then begin to make different choices. And that's the work we do in the Iconic Womanhood course. And that's the work I go to the deeper level, the leadership level in the Iconic Woman Mastermind. So I want to invite you to do your work. I've given you a few tools here. If you want to go deeper, then you can by making an investment in yourself, in your future. You are your biggest resource and your biggest investor. You are the determining factor in your success. Nothing else. You, you. And if I believe in something, I'm going to invest in that thing. And so if you choose to invest by signing up for the Iconic Womanhood course, right? Or signing up for the mastermind, the difference between the two is as follows. The course, the course is designed for a woman who wants to work on herself, the mastermind is designed for that woman who is ready to launch to that next level, who wants to answer the call because 
Sometimes you need to, some people are ready to work on them only on themselves right now. Some people are ready to go to that next level and manifest their destiny, bring forth their purpose, launch a new career, business, thought leadership platform, go to that next level, right? That's the mastermind. So depending on where you are, you know where you are. You know where you are. You can trust yourself. You might say, I need to start with the course and then if I, if I feel like that's the next step for me, I'll go to the mastermind. But you might be like, you know what? I'm ready to go to that next level. This is good, but I'm ready to go to that next level. Then start, get on to the mastermind. Cause guess what? I give you the course as a bonus. Why do I do that? Because every woman needs to do her own work, even as do, as she does her leadership work. So you get the best value when you sign up for the mastermind, and then you get the course as well. You're, you're doing some deep, deep work. At the end of one year, let me tell you, you'll be unrecognizable. It'll be like, wait, what, where, how? <laughs> you be, People like, what happened? He's like, I became iconic. You know, hey. <laughs> you know, you laugh a big laugh, as we say. Laugh. Join me, laugh a big laugh. <laughs> Let's design our iconic laugh. Wait, I have to think about mine. <laughs> get your iconic laugh together that laugh that you laugh when you are fulfilling destiny that laugh that you laugh when you're walking in the path that god has ordained for you that laugh that you laugh when you know that all things are working together for your good that laugh that you laugh when you're happy and joyful and abundant i like laughing we're going to laugh together. I can't wait to connect with each of each of you, whether uh, virtually or maybe you're going to come to one of our events. Listen, I hope you guys are getting your coins together for Jamaica. We're about to announce, we're going to open up sales pretty soon. We're going to announce, you know, the specifics. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jamaica is going to be yummy, 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 yummy. Okay, for my non-Nigerian friends, I hope you're ready to come. You know, let's go to the Caribbean you know, and just uh, shake it. We're going to wind our waist, you know. How many Jamaicans on here? Send me a message. We're going to, you know, break off your back. Is that what they do? I'm ready to do it. We're going to have a good time in November in Jamaica. So make sure that you have saved that space on your calendar and you are saving up your coins for a five-star experience. I'm excited about what we're about to announce. I am so glad that you are here. I'm glad that you continue to be part of our community. We have some interesting things coming up very, very, very soon, actually, to expand the community aspect of what we're doing. You know, I used to have a community, a more communal uh, experience that was available a few years ago when we still were going under refresh. Well, <laughs> something is happening. We're bringing it back. If you are not on my mailing list, you want to get on the mailing list so that you can get that insider info, get the best opportunities when I announce it. Because, you know, I always have an insider experience first before we announce to the broader market. So get in on the know and become one of our insiders. And that way I can send you an email directly and tell you, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, also, when we announce for Jamaica, you'll get that information immediately so that if there are any early bird discounts, you can jump on it quick. I am looking forward to connecting with you again. Like I always say, God bless you. Be well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. 
If you are listening to this show, it probably means you are ready to move from success into significance. Please visit us at iconicwomanhood.com and get a free gift to help you on your journey.